The Maker's House Chapel International presents Destiny Word with Dr. Michael Bwedidamiche. As a child of God, you are mandated to take territories and fulfill your destiny. Destiny Word is designed to help illuminate your path towards a purpose-driven life. Please stay tuned for the unadulterated Word of God, a word that not only brings focus to your life, but also helps you navigate the challenges that comes your way. Turn with me quickly to the book of Psalm 37. I read from the 34th stanza. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. 35 says that I've seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree, yet he passed away. And lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. He said, Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together, and the end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. Now let me put together my own version. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. Because the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. And because their salvation is of the Lord, the Lord becomes your strength in troubling times. Let us pray. Our Lord God, we know that the grass will wither, the flower, in spite of its beauty, will fade. But your word, O oh God, will abide forever. We pray for the grace to go through these times. We believe in you and we know that your words are yea and amen. Today we pray that you give us a word that works. That we walk out of this place empowered knowing that we had an encounter with the only true God. We thank you, our King. In Jesus' name we've prayed, amen. Look for somebody and tell the person, just wait on the Lord. Tell somebody, be patient. I'm very excited to probably continuing from where we left off when it comes to destiny or F-A-T-E, fate. We have been dealing with the landmines of destiny or destiny landmines for a while now. Why certain people who um, in the mindset of God are destined for greatness usually end up not getting to the place where God himself has destined them to go. It is important for us to start by saying that there are a lot of schools of thoughts on this very topic of destiny and fate. Some people believe that life is an irrational program such that there is nothing that you can do to alter or change events or cause things to work differently. There are some who believe that fate or destiny is imminent imminent in all living things and it's a conception that there is nothing that you can do to change it. According to Nietzsche, man's selfhood is in fact fate. Spengler, one of all the philosophers also, also thought the idea of fate implied active rejection of individual conscience and goodwill and scorned all belief in human free will. According to him, you just live because your life was pre-programmed and whether you sleep or you wake up, things are going to fall in place anyway. 
To him, fate was the equivalent of such conceptions as life, development, and time. The idea of fate thus basically became symbolic of this pessimistic demand for activity at all costs. When you read the accounts of most of these people, they come from this fatalistic principle as several practical conclusions are drawn. One cannot do anything about inherited proclivities and diseases because no one can change his ancestry. This gloomy view of the world found its ultimate expression in the ideology of fascism which exploited the idea of fate as a weapon of arch-reactionary propaganda. Now, all these grammar presupposes that when it comes to the concept of fate and destiny, man has no hand in it. You come into this world, before you came, many, many years before you came, God knew you were going to come. God had planned what you were going to do, and because of that, he brought you. And whether you like it or not, you will experience them. Even though I respect the intellectual strength of most of these great people, I can guarantee you that there are many paradigms to destiny and fate than they seem to be promoting. Because if free will is undermined, then there is no need for God to judge humans. Because you brought us into this world and we can do nothing about it. Actually, the concepts that they use to talk about these things like destiny and fate is the concepts of development and time. And today, I want us to talk about just one of the concepts. That is why I had to go back to that, the concept of time. Because one of the things that I've seen that causes people to lose out on destiny patterns is impatience. And the only barometer with which you can measure the ability of somebody to wait or not is the time with which they are able to endure. Patience is a virtue. Without patience, there is nothing that can be accomplished rightfully. You need patience to be able to do the things that God has destined you to do. You need patience to get to the place that God wants you to get to. Whatever you want to do in this life, what you need actually is patience. But they talked about free will. They talked about the fact that you can't do anything about it. And yet, they were also able to talk about time. Now, putting these things in perspective and making it theologically sound and benchmarking it against the psalm that you just read, David also took solace in some of that principle by the principle of time. He said unto the church or the body of believers or to the nation of Israel, if you, if you will, that there is something that people ought to do and to understand, and that thing is called waiting or patience. It's, it's not an easy thing. It's a difficult task because of our restricted or finite nature as human beings. We came into this world at a specific time. We will exit at a specific time. And so people will say time is not on our side. And because time is not on our side, we want to really hurry things up. We want to make sure we accomplish certain things very quickly. Most of the time, we want to make sure that we are able to get over the finishing line quicker than other people. Um, somebody just said something, and let me quickly say that, and I'll continue. 
He was called Alexander Sohestein. He said, hastiness and superficiality are the psychic diseases of the 20th century. I, I, I believe that if this man was still alive, he would have known that it wasn't just the disease of the 20th century, but hastiness and superficiality still happens to be the disease of the 21st century. I believe that if Jesus tarries, it will be the disease of the 22nd century. Why? Because this is the generation that I believe that we have many virtues. Um, um, everything in this generation is very fast. Now, people don't like 3G. They want 4, 4G. People are looking at 5G. Click and go. Um, I remember those days when you have to go to the post office to pick up a phone call. Your relative will tell you when they are going to call and you have to go and queue and wait for your turn so that when the call comes, um, you can talk to your relative. Uh, Maybe the good old days, but there was a development because now people were getting telephones in their homes. That was when the comm center started booming in Ghana. So somebody will call you and the call will get to a call center. Then they had an errand boy who will come and call you and say that, oh, your uncle, your brother, your father, your mother called and um, he's going to call in one hour. So whatever you are doing, come and pick up the call. You will go and wait with optimism because the call can bring in some dough. Um, I quite remember those days when people, my father was living in Holland and when he sends us, we call it a cassette. You remember that time? They make a recording, put it on a cassette, and when it's playing, everybody is attentive because you want to know which one is coming your way. Probably the good old days. Society has moved on. The world has moved on. So these days, you don't even need a cassette. You don't need that. These, these days, whatever anybody wants to tell you through email, through WhatsApp, Telegraph, Telegram, whatever it is, all those things, you get to get any information that you need. Everything is on your fingertip. I believe that the problem that that has brought to our generation is that it has moved us into thinking that everything ought to be done now. That the time that you ought to wait, those days to wait on your relative to bring, send you a call, just wait for an hour, two hours, just to receive a phone call that that period that era whereby people's patience and people's waiting ability were always exercised as moved on and so these days if somebody tells you i'm going to call you in five minutes and the call doesn't come in five minutes it's a problem but in those days when your relative is calling and the other person's relative is calling the line can be engaged for hours and you have to still wait it's good that society and the world has moved. But there are certain basic principles in life that change not. The fact that you can now call anybody and you get through to them, whether through WhatsApp or through Viber or through um, um, regular call or conventional means of communication, whether you get that as quickly as possible or not, that does not undermine the principles that the world has always revolved around. When it comes to God, God cannot be related to as an ATM machine whereby anytime you want anything you just slot in your card and punch some numbers and get some cash out God you can't operate with God relate with God on that note Um, you can relate with God um, like your microwave oven whereby in five minutes you can get your instant noodles you can't relate with God 
on that note. When it comes to God, everything goes through what is called the process of time. And now these philosophers talk about the time and what excites me is that even though they are saying you cannot do anything about it, they still gave room or made window because I told you if it was nothing, it was like what they are saying, then God shouldn't judge anybody. If I can't have any control, have any input over my life, then why do you judge me to start with? That means that you brought me here and you had already sealed my fate of condemnation before you brought me. Moses, after meeting with God, came back to the people and told them, choose you this day whom you will serve. It means that he knew that although destiny happens to be the idea of God concerning a man, is still left with a human's choice. You have a part to play. Although these people say that you have nothing to do with it, they still said it's still based on time. And now, according to these people who happen to be, most of them happen to be Goethe and Nietzsche were German philosophers, but most of them who went after these were also Greek philosophers. And the Greeks has an ideology. They have an ideology of what time is. One of them is called the Kronos. The Kronos is what you have, your, what, your watch, on your watch, what you see is called the chronograph. It means that it measures time. It has two Two arms, one short, one long, meaning that time can be measured in the short term and in the long term. And so they give you a, a chronographic display of life. And according to them, um, life can be measured either in five years, in ten years, in two years. You can say in 30 minutes, in one hour, or in five hours because of chronography. Chronos. Now they throw in another thing which does not only measure your time but they call it the kairos. And the kairos simply is God's opportune time. It means that within chronos there is kairos. What it means is that your life is measured with chronos. You were born on a date, you die on a date but within the time of birth and the time of death also happens to be a time that is called divine opportunity. Now what God through David was saying to us was when it comes to God we have to wait patiently on him because in our waiting on him something called the kairos is always activated. Sometimes if you are not mindful you are in haste to get certain things done and you miss out on divine destiny and divine program. But people that wait on God, God always has a way of bringing to pass whatever they couldn't have ever achieved within their chronos time and bring it to them within their kairos moments now what that is supposed to tell you is sometimes your age or your biological clock might be taken unfavorably but because there is a god who controls what is called the opportune time even though chronologically things might not be going the way you expect them to go god has a way of bringing things out of time and bringing it to you on time so that you can never be out of time can i repeat myself this is a god who lives outside of time he his eternity presupposes that he controls time his omnipotency presupposes that he has power over humans so what that means is that once you bring a fusion of his eternalness and his omnipotence it means that my life remains firmly in the hands of god 
and because my life remains firmly in the hands of God whatever thing that I seem to even be dragging or losing out because of time he has what it takes to bring it back to me on time David was talking to us let me land with my introduction David was now talking to us about a, a major fact when it comes to walking with God. And he said, when it comes to the Lord, what the believer ought to do is to wait. And anytime that comes to my mind, it sends shivers down my spine because I know what I am going through. And although you are God, I know that you see ahead, but I don't see the way you see it. I know that my creditors are on my neck. I know that they are saying that if I don't do anything about this ailment quickly, it will eat into and take over my whole body. And what God is saying is that even though that happens to be the case, when it comes to me, you can't force my hand. You just have to wait. And that is where I have the tension because if I have to wait, then where in time do I have to know I've waited more than enough? Because I am a creator of time, born on a date, or exit on a date. And as I grow older, there are certain things that I can't do anymore. And David said, even though that happens to be the case, wait. The only thing that makes a human being wait is on promise. When God tells you to wait, it is not just to say that sit down unconcerned. When he tells you to wait, it means that the word wait there in the scripture or the passage that you just read is from the Hebrew word kava, which simply means to wait in expectation. To linger on in hope or to be expectant due to a promise. Now what David is telling the church or the body of believers is that once it comes to God, no matter what you go through as a child of God, if you want to fulfill destiny, whatever promise that God has given to you, you have to sleep in the promise and never get outside the parameters of the promises that God has given to you. Why? Because when God promises you, he's able to fulfill it. Let me land by saying this before I take you a little bit deeper. This is what it means. It is promise that makes human beings take. It is promise that makes human beings able to ward off any interest when a young man comes to you and tells you sweetheart i love you i i want to spend my life with you and after many back and forth you are able to say okay i i i love you too all right i i accept your proposal and immediately the young man goes to the jewelry shop and gets you a promise ring you are able to put a promise ring on and walk with a promise ring. When any other young man comes around you and tells you, hey baby, what's up? I want to spend time with you. I'm taking. You are able to flaunt your finger and display your ring to say that no, don't come close. 
because I am somebody's own. What makes you able to do that is not because you have been married, but because you have a promise. Now, the reason why you are able to drive away other interest is not because another man or that man has taken you to the altar. But what made you able to say to many men that will come around you who will come and express interest in you, what made you able to withstand them all was not because that guy took you to the altar. What made you able to withstand them all is because somebody has given you a promise and you believe in the promise of that man so much. And that is why when your heart is broken, you are taken out, you are perplexed, you are in despair and you even want to pull up a gun and shoot blow the brains out of his head uh, the reason being that you counted on the promises of a man now the men that you counted on the bible says that trust not in the arm of flesh why because they can fail you but there is a god who when he gives you a promise there is no way he can break your heart he might not put a, a ring on your finger but he has placed his word on your heart and he said that i shall make you the head and not the tail and because of that if you go through any afflictions the bible says that for the sufferings of this present time is not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us and so whenever I go through afflictions and trials what keeps me ticking what keeps me going is not because I have dollars in my account but what keeps me going is that my God says that I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory can I speak to somebody who believes in God whatever the promise is whatever God God is able to say he has what it takes to bring it to pass let me help you so we wait not because we have nothing doing but we wait in expectation of the fulfillment of a divine promise and so I am confident of tomorrow not because somebody is telling me that the economy is going to come out better tomorrow but because God is saying to me that my end I know the thoughts that I think towards you it is not the thoughts of evil but to bring you to unexpected this is what David said he said there will be troubling times because we are humans there will be trying moments because we are humans but what will make you succeed in life and get to the place that God wants you to get to is when you have the patience because patience is simply um, submerging yourself in the will and promise of God. When we say that somebody is patient, it is not the one who when you slap, he's able to say, I, I won't mind you. That person probably doesn't have patience but self-control but when it comes to patience it is the ability of the individual to say that God promised somebody some years ago and he was able to bring his word to pass there were people who had nothing until they met God the last time I checked this man called David was just an errand boy somebody who was a shepherd but the promise of God came upon his life and God said I have found David my servant and with whom I have anointed with my holy oil and God said I'll make a king out of this shepherd boy and because the word of God was upon the life of this shepherd boy although he was rejected can I speak to somebody 
although he was rejected God made him a king all right no matter who has rejected you no matter who is saying you will not amount to anything because the promise of God remains on your life whatever God is saying he will do he has the power to bring it to pass it is not patience he said wait and that word wait there simply means that this God has given you an expected end David said to linger in hope not to run in it to linger simply means that it might not be according to the pace as you are expecting but you see hope is like a magnetic field the moment you have it and it's situated in God you might be afar off like the like like the metal as long as God remains the magnet of your life you will stay uh, connected to God as long as you stay connected to God God is standing at your end and saying to you my daughter just come up here although the seas and the storms will be blowing against you the Bible says and that was a man called Peter let me use him as my last example to get you to the finishing line he said uh, Jesus said unto him Peter I am standing at your end just come here this is the place that you are desiring to come you want to be like me just come where I am standing the Bible says that when this man started going as long as his faith was sure he kept on moving but there came a time that he looked around him and he saw the turbulence and saw um, the raging seas and he saw um, the, 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 the terrain around which he is live um, was emerged in and he was perplexed he was in distress and the bible says that immediately he came to that realization he started drowning ah, but when he looked at jesus jesus said unto him now boy do not look down if you look down around you everything will pull you down now that is called hope if you look down around you everything will sink you in but the moment you look at god and you say that i will just go where god wants me to get to there is nothing that can assassinate you anything that has been destined to come at you I came to speak another word that there is an end that God has destined for your life and there is nothing the enemy can do about it look at somebody and say my end is secured look at another and say my end is secured it is in this concept of the Greek understanding of time called the Kairos that makes me excited it means that I could have missed out on certain things age-wise i could have missed out on certain things when i look at the chronograph what i have on my watch things might not be favoring me because i can say that time is not on my side but the last time I checked, there is somebody who has always been in control of time. Uh, the Bible says that in the people of Israel were being confronted with the adversaries. And when darkness was to set, they were going to be defeated. And so the Bible says that in the times of Joshua, God caused the sun to stand still. Ah, but you see, um, um, when you look at anything scientific, the sun has always been still. Uh, the sun doesn't move. The sun stands still. And even that makes it 
a wonder, the more. Uh, if the sun was the one that stood, it means that it was no miracle. But scientifically, the sun has always been standing. It is rather the earth that orbits around the sun. It means that at a point in history, this God was able to cause the earth not to move again. From today, whatever it will take God to cause things to stand still until your victory comes, may God do that. Watch this. Scientifically, Galileo and those people who came up with wild inventions, astronomy, people who were able to talk about the planets and the orbits, they said if what the account of the Bible is saying is true, then science is not right. But science has empirical evidence. And science says that, no, the sun is still. But the earth moves around. And the other planets have their own planetary paths and orbits. And they orbit around the sun. And so at a point in history, God had to cause Neptune, Saturn, Jupiter to stand still. The earth not to move. God was able to shift the gravitational force around the earth so that victory will be given to his people those that wait upon the lord they shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like that of the eagle the bible says they shall run and not grow weary they shall walk and not faint ah david said i have been young now i am old i have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread wait on the lord oh god's people for our god is faithful that once we wait on him he's able to bring to pass what he has said about us listen this God you serve if you will wait on him destiny will be fulfilled by all means what will make you lose out on destiny is when you approach life with impatience when you believe that I either get rich now or at least die trying because you see you shouldn't die trying to be rich because it is the blessings of the Lord that maketh a man rich. That he adds no sorrow to it. And so God's blessings when he visits your life. What you couldn't have achieved in a long while. God is able to bring it to you. David said. Wait on the Lord. Because in the times of trouble. He is your strength. Waiting has been difficult. It's not easy to go to. A place and see that you've been delayed for too long. But when God appears to be delaying, what God is doing is that he is putting things right. Thank you for listening to Destiny Word by Dr. Michael Bwedinyamiche. We believe you have been impacted to fulfill your purpose. For more transformative and uplifting teachings from Dr. Yamiche, kindly join us at the Maker's House Chapel International Destiny Arena, adjacent the School of Nuclear and Allied Sciences. Join any of our services, Sunday Word from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., teaching service on Wednesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m., and our flagship program, Morning Aura, on Saturdays from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. to engage in prayer and experience the supernatural. You can also be part of our online services, Command Your Morning, every weekday from 4.45 a.m. to 6 a.m. and power up your week every Sunday from 11.30 p.m. to 12.30 p.m. on our social media platforms. 
For more information about our ministry, you can reach out to us on 020-004-7488 or 026-681-3275. Additionally, visit our website at www.themakershouse.org. God bless you abundantly as you journey towards your destiny with courage and faith. Destiny Word. Be empowered to take territories and fulfill destinies.